0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: I didn't know what to expect from bump of music right there. Kind of tricked me there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you right over there? Neither did I. No.
1: <laughs> Final hour with the Lake show, News Talk a three I don't think
2: software is supposed to do that. <clears throat> it
1: was like, oh. Oh, okay. there, there was a little bit of a mistake. It's there? a
2: little bit of a, a little bit of a glitch, as they would say. But I think mm-hmm. I got it. Okay, maybe it just didn't want to play the fujis I don't know why. All right, I trust you, man. I I want to play the fujis I love the fujis.: I love the fujis too. Oops. What? See, now you got me. Are you okay over there? No, man. I'm upset at the I'm upset at the computer, and now I'm throwing my log and my clipboard all over. Man, let's just
1: get into uh, around
2: the NFL. And I please. feel like. I feel like uh, Peter LaFleur or whatever the uh, head coach of the Packers is. Oh, that's uh, Matt LaFleur? Peter LaFleur? Doesn't matter. It's a LaFleur. Doesn't matter. And let's uh, start talking NFL, but we'll get, to the, uh, <laughs> we'll get to the Packers in a little bit. Uh, what's the biggest thing the Vikings need to work on during the bye week?
1: The biggest thing that the Vikings need to work on in the bye week Mm -hmm. I still believe that we've got to do a better job with our secondary. I think between the secondary and making sure that we can get Justin Jefferson the damn football, those are the two things that are at the top of the list. Because our secondary, look, part of the reason why it wasn't truly tested, truly last weekend Mm -hmm. The quarterbacks we are facing.
2: Yeah, I, I mean I, I can't necessarily disagree with, you know, with that. I would like to see them be a little more aggressive, pushing the ball downfield as well. Uh, you know, some of that might be matchup, some of that might be predicated by the game situation, but I feel like we're just kind of in this little, you know, captain shutdown sort of thing. And I, I want to see the, you know, the the greatest show in Englewood, right? I want to see what the Rams had. You know, we've seen this before. And I don't like it. Hey, after the Eagles, are the Vikings the second best team in the NFC? I mean, they're 5 and 1 along with the Giants. Are, are I mean, is that a legit 5 and 1 outside of Philly? Second best team right here?
1: Um. Because when I think of, of best teams, I don't necessarily just look at records. Like for instance, the, the Eagles are the uh, they're the only undefeated team. Are they the best yeah. team in the league? No. I think right now you can make the case that Buffalo is. Well, I'm just talking NFC. I know, No, no, that, but that's what I'm saying. That I'm oh, leading up okay. to, to – I don't get involved. I don't get just overly into the, the records thing. Okay. Um, gosh. I mean, you get nobody in the NFC West? I guess, you always, can, I guess, you, I guess you'd have to say yes yeah, by I mean, default yeah. because nobody in the West has jumped out. Nobody in the South has no. jumped out. We're the best team in the NFC North right now. Yeah, I would have to say
2: by default, yes. Yeah. I mean nobody in the NFC West is over five hundred. Nobody in the NFC South is over five hundred. I mean, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, the LA Rams, everybody's sitting at five hundred and the Cardinals are two and four. I mean Cowboys are four and two, and I mean granted they've been doing it without Dak, but you know, still. So Okay, I mean, all kidding aside, we like to have fun when Green Bay struggles because, you know, they needle the fact that we're 0-4 in Super Bowl, And we hate the pack. And we hate the pack. Is this the beginning? truly hate the pack. We truly yeah. hate, yeah. I mean, I hate Green Bay a lot. But is this the beginning who you, who of the end? Who you tell it? Who you tell it? Huh? Um, is this the beginning of the end, though? I mean, every, they seem out of sync. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to simplify the offense –
1: well, I do I do think that this is the beginning of the end. This this is the reason why. Okay. Do I think that Aaron Rodgers is no longer an elite quarterback? No, that's not it. But he's got to have some pieces around him better than what he has right now. So I think that this is a throwaway. This is a wasted season of Aaron Rodgers. Can they be really good next year? We'll see what they add in the offseason. But I think that we're going to get – by the time that Aaron Rodgers has – really good pieces around him again, mm-hmm. or Super Bowl winning pieces, he might be cooked. I don't think that this is a quick fix for, for, for Green Bay. I think Green Bay's got some issues.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think they do too. That defense is not exactly what we thought it was going to be. And, and, I mean, when you're not featuring your best offensive player outside of Aaron Rodgers, which is Aaron Jones, like he wasn't even yeah, part of the I game don't plan. even
1: get that. I don't like, even get that. He's you, my...
2: Anyway. He's your fantasy guy? I'm, <sighs> I don't get
1: why they're not using Aaron Jones. And what, what did I say going into the season? If you've got young wideouts that you don't trust, mm-hmm. lean on your running backs. And I know, look, don't run it a million times if they're not opening up the holes. They got to run it more than what they're doing.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And he can catch it, too. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I completely agree. Lean on your playmaker for sure. Okay, so Mac Jones went out with a high ankle sprain. Bailey Zappi came in. The Patriots have put up 67 combined points in the last two weeks. Bailey Zappi threw for 300 yards last week in the win over Cleveland. Here's my question to you. When Mac Jones is back, do the Patriots stay with Bailey Zappi right now with that offense?
1: It's Mac Jones' team.
2: Because he's an early-round draft pick?
1: It's Mac Jones' team, no question. No question. No question. It's his team. Um. Yeah, it's just his team. Zappy, look, he's been he's been good. Mm-hmm. Zappy's been good, but I don't view this as the Tom Brady, uh, Drew um, Drew Bledsoe situation. Okay, I don't view it like that. I, I think that, and maybe I need to get another look at, at Zappy. Mm-hmm. But Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones got a little something.
2: Okay, because, I mean, Bailey Zappi, better completion percentage, better yards per, you know, yards per attempt. Sample size. More touchdowns? Sample size. more t- Bailey Zappi's got more touchdown throws in less time this year than Mac Jones.
1: Sample size includes last year.
2: Okay. All right. I'm just saying, I, I'm i not a How fan. many games has
1: Zappi started? Three?
2: Two. Two, okay. Two. Oh, okay. And they are 2-0. and oh. Okay. And, uh yeah, they put... uh 29 on the board against – everybody's putting a bunch on the, uh, on the Detroit Lions. Hey, you buying the Giants or the Jets yet? I mean, Jets went into Lambeau.
1: What's the definition of buying? Thinking uh, that they're, that they're uh, are they decent seri- teams?
2: Yeah, are they a serious
1: – No, not contenders. They're, they're, not, they're not contenders.
2: For a playoff I, spot?
1: Not the Jets. I okay. think the Giants, you can make the case. But I, it's because of the parity in the league. If we're going to sit here and say that the Vikings are good, mm-hmm. you can't say that those other teams aren't good either. They are. That's just the way that I look yeah. at it.
2: Yeah, I, I like what the Jets are doing. Like, I like the way that they're building their team right now. Like Quentin Williams last week was a stud. Like He wrecked Green Bay. I mean, he wrecked the, the uh, offensive line of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, just a couple more here want to go. Will Seattle end up at the end of the day winning the Russell Wilson trade? I mean, it was everybody thought that you know Russ going to Denver. This is it, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I mean, they're just gonna, you know, they're he's struggled so far. Now it sounds like he's got a pretty serious hamstring strain.
1: I think that Seattle's going to win the trade, not because I think that Russell is cooked. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think that Russell Wilson's better than what we've seen. He can't be washed yet. I just don't. I'm not buying that. Mm-hmm. I think that Hackett can't coach. I think he's. I, Are you saying Hackett can't hack it? He can't hack it. Okay, but. I'm not trying to absolve Russell Wilson of his issues this year, but man, Russell Wilson ain't falling off like that. Mm. Like that looks bad. It looks
2: really bad. I can't. It
1: looks Russ.
2: I can't figure rough. it out because I, Russ. I, Russ looks rough. I can't figure it out because I don't think that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are that much different than Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So I think the, the weapons are there, but why is it not working? I, I can't understand that. I just I can't wrap my mind around why is he struggling so bad right now in the new environment. Yeah. Okay, So we talked about the, the teams that have been standing out. Our Minnesota Vikings, one of them. If you had to pick a team or two that's been most disappointing so far through the first six weeks, what are you looking at?
1: I think the two that you have to look at, because I couldn't just say one, but the L.A. Rams have been disappointing. I know that they're 500. I know that they just won over the weekend. They're 3-3. Three and three, But my goodness, man, they've looked pretty bad. So I would absolutely have them in the mix. I know a lot of people were high on New Orleans. I was not high on New Orleans. I didn't think they were going to do anything. Nothing. And I guess the other disappointing team would have to be the Raiders. People thought, look, if... Um, what's the coach's name again? Josh, Josh. McDaniels. Yeah, If McDan if he doesn't get it done with Oak, with the not Oakland, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. I don't think he he's a head coach again. Like it doesn't look good for him, man. He's on the struggle bus.
2: Yeah, for an offensive-minded coach, they <laughs> you look at the, the the way that that team is built. You go out and you get DeVonte Adams, you've got Josh Jacobs, but to be trailing two other teams in the same division, and I think they've scored like the third least amount of points in the uh, in the AFC. Considering that's your specialty, that's a problem. Yeah. for Josh McDaniels, and and I didn't understand
1: big time splash Devonte Adams. Yeah. I, I, they got some issues yeah, here, and
2: I'm, it, it must be some. We talk about the coaching tree. Name one guy that has come out of that New England coaching tree. That's had success. Matt, Patricia couldn't do it. Romeo Cronell couldn't do it. Josh McDaniels couldn't do it. The best one was Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and Charlie Weiss. Oh, oh, my friends in Houston would love to hear that.
1: I'm just saying, but yeah. like you're talking about a guy that got to the postseason. Yeah, at least. I mean, yeah. what does that say? That yeah. Bill O'Brien's it's, your... It's saying that his coaching tree hasn't been very good. That's Wolf. What it says. Woof. There we go. All right, that's going to wrap up around the NFL. We got word on the street. That's next year on The Late Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. It's time for Word on the Street. There should be, because I don't know about the stories um, prior to this segment, but there should mm-hmm. be some juicy stuff. There's well, been a lot going on here lately.
2: Yeah, it, well, if we're going to start out a little, little different, because if you've ever wanted to know about Drew Barrymore's sex life, well, I... Have got the place. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We, got, you.
1: we got, we got, we got Drew Barrymore's sex life in this. Yes, today. Oh, yeah, ah. today.
2: See a story, Lake. You want to open up? It, it'll be like the bouncing ball. You can follow along. I know. Hey, I'm a Drew Barrymore fan. Okay. And she's shared her. It's it's not as salacious as you might think. She shared her perspective about love and sex post divorce. Now, the daytime TV show. Oh, she recently took to her blog to, to clear up a misconception that she's not a fan of the act. Quote, the other day I walked into a workout class and this woman said, you look just like Drew Barrymore, except for you look like you have mental wellness. And besides, she hates sex. Well, I didn't know what this woman was talking about. Then a few days later, I learned that somehow a comment that I made on the show about abstaining from sex for six months just didn't seem like that long to me because at my age, with my life experience, it just doesn't. Not the age of 48, she wrote that she has a very different feeling about intimacy than she did growing up. The actress and businesswoman has been focusing on being a mother to her two daughters with her ex-husband, and she said that she's not been in an intimate relationship since their 2016 split,
1: wait does does that mean she hasn't had sex since 2016, or does that mean that she just has not regularly been in had been intimate with a regular partner? What does I, that mean?
2: I think she just hasn't been in an intimate relationship. Now maybe you know maybe there's been a little you know a little fun here and there, but I don't I mean. I think it's just cool that she can say it's not that big of a deal to me. That yeah, I want to. It it can, in the right instance, in a relationship, it can mean something. But just because I haven't been in a relationship for six years, mm-hmm. it's not that important. And people people completely misconstrue that. And it's like, I, I, I admire her for that. I admire her for that, for being able to say that. Because, I mean, some people, yeah, I mean, sex is taboo. She has priorities. Yes, she does. Yeah, and besides, I mean... How many of us We all got different priorities. Yeah, and I mean, besides, a lot of us have gone, you know, years. And, you know, we're okay with it. Hey, George Floyd's family is considering a lawsuit against Kanye West after this fentanyl claim. Now, the artist and entrepreneur who's changed his name to Yee spoke on a recent episode of the podcast, Drink Champs, where he discussed the death of George Floyd and several other topics. We all know about it. I watched the George Floyd documentary that Candace Owens put out Eh, wrong answer number one (laughs) okay you lost me right there yes but none none, why don't you just go watch two thousand mules and get it over with okay sorry i'm reeling back in uh you know one of the things that his two roommates said was that they want a tall guy like me and the day that he died said a prayer for eight minutes well they hit him with the fentanyl if you look the guy's knee wasn't even on his neck like that now civil rights attorney lee Merritt. Who's represented the Floyd family? Tweeted Sunday that they're considering legal action against West. No, 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 no.
1: Let me update you. They they are suing Kanye West for two hundred fifty million. They are okay. Yes. That must have just come out. Came out today.
2: Okay, so uh, yeah, so I will. Uh, they are now
1: two hundred fifty million.
2: I mean, you just. You when do we realize that saying stupid things has consequences?
1: Kanye has not been paying attention. to Al Jones.
2: Oh, Alex Jones isn't going to pay a dime out of that either. No. That's oh, no, that's
1: not true. You don't he, think so? He, he's going to be. I feel like he's going to. No, he's broke. He's uh, going to be broke.
2: I, I can only hope so. But I just have this weird feeling that he's going to skirt around it.
1: No, he can't.
2: We are in a position, Lake, where I think people feel they can say so many things without any sort of punishment, any sort of repercussions. It's like, you know what? Sometimes actions have consequences. When did we get away from that? Like when did we get away from that? I didn't. I, I don't understand. But you know, good for them. Hey, Ice Cube also has been kind of brought into this whole uh, anti-Semitism thing. He's denying that he's the one who influenced Kanye West's anti-Semitic thoughts, saying that he roped him into the whole sag out of nowhere. Now he's speaking out after he name-dropped him in that episode where he said that Cube quote set me up for this and influenced him to be on this anti-Semitic vibe going on to say that he was going to finish the job, suggesting that Cube had laid the groundwork. Well, Cube is distancing himself now, taking to Twitter to clear up uh, any linkage You're writing, quote, I hate that bull. I don't know what you meant by statements, but you're going to have to ask him. He said, I didn't put batteries in his back. Please leave my name out of all the anti-Semitism talk. I'm not anti-Semitic, never have been. But should be noted, Cube's been accused of being anti-Semitic before, When he released No Vaseline and referred to Jerry Heller as, quote, a white Jew and a devil that should have a bullet in his temple, as well as some uh, bizarre stuff he was posting in 2020. He's also publicly backed Louis Farrakhan, who's considered a well-known anti-Semite. Despite saying that, he's now saying he didn't go out of his way to make Kanye say the things he's been saying lately and wants his name disassociated with this mess. This is
1: just a mess. It is a it, mess. It, it's an absolute mess. It's a cluster. It's embarrassing. It's disgusting. It's an absolute mess. Do I think that Ice Cube drove Kanye West to do anything? No. But I'm not all the way there with Ice Cube either. Yeah. And and you're right. Like like that, no Vaseline years ago, that was controversial yeah. even at the time. Yeah, I, I mean – and, and but. It was not okay for him to say that mm-hmm. I know he he said it out of being upset that he was screwed over money by the whole n w a situation, yeah, but at the end of the day, nah bro,
2: nah, you can't just scrub it, yeah i mean Come it's on. it's out there you you can't just say oh that's not me well it it kind of was hey, and finally, I mean, who hasn't been hacked on social media, right? Well, Lamar Odom said he had nothing to do with a post on his personal Facebook page about missing Khloe Kardashian because it turns out he hasn't had access to that social media account in years. Hmm. So if you're friends with Lamar Odom on Facebook, you're probably not really friends with Lamar Odom.
1: You want me to message him right now?
2: Yeah, if you can send him a DM, please. Slide (laughs) into Lamar Odom's DM for me if you wouldn't mind. like, Please and thank you. A recent update on the ex-Lakers superstar verified page made the rounds this week with many assuming that he was publicly expressing his prolonged feelings for his ex-wife, Missing my best friend, hashtag memories for life. The post read along with a throwback of a couple cuddled up together. Now, the account also went on to defend the post saying, didn't know we were allowed to miss someone regardless of mistakes that were made. I'm human just like everyone else. And if I let people down, I'll pay for it forever. And that's okay, too. Now, Lamar's uh, current rep, Gina Rodriguez, says an old manager is currently behind the Chloe post, mm-hmm. as, well, uh, as well as anything popping up on his page. As previously reported, Lamar fought like hell to regain access to socials after cutting ties with his old media management, but his Facebook is still the, uh, the last one that he has. I mean, even if it was
1: him, so what? Mm-hmm. Exes are, are, can't they miss people?
2: I, I mean, who, you know. It happens. Yeah. It happens. I, I mean, who hasn't, you know, had a few drinks and be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to say something stupid. I mean, we all have. Some of us do it when we haven't been drinking. But, you know. <sighs> oh, that's just boy. me talking out loud. me projecting. It's <laughs> like talking about me, of course. Oh, man. Or am I?
1: All right. That's going to wrap up. Word on the street. Uh, coming up next, though, after weather, should the Mike should the Minnesota Vikings make a trade? I say no, thank you. I tell you why. Next on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back, Lake Show here. News Talk Eight Three Zero WCCO. Interesting question posed by Ben Gessling from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. He covers the Minnesota Vikings. The headline: Vikings big question. Can they afford to make a deal at the trade deadline? They have less than $1 million in cap space right now, but could create some room with the strategic move. Um, why at this particular point would I want to see the Vikings do anything? Why, I, with so much parity in the National Football League, I say stay right where you're at. Don't do anything don't do anything unless somebody is gifting you a player if somebody's giving away a player because you don't have any money you don't do anything I, I don't I, I don't think that this team should be looking to do anything like you've got good chemistry to this particular point you're five and one now if you feel like there's a small move that's going to make you a legitimate Super Bowl contender then okay have at it but I just don't see that right now.
2: Yeah, you'd be taking on salary, but more times than not, you see a player traded for draft picks, for future draft caps. And I don't want to do that right now. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Robbie Anderson on Sunday got kicked off the sideline by Steve Wilkes. next day. Bang, he's in Arizona. Now, part of that, maybe it was Marquise Brown with the, the foot injury. Maybe it was in the works. I, I don't know.
1: And they want to, you know, they get De- DeAndre Hopkins back. They get DeAndre back.
2: Hopkins back. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm not. But they
1: gave up, what, a seventh rounder for him?
2: Hey, well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. though. They, they're giving up a, a sixth and seventh rounders. And this, to me, Henry, this is not like any other trade deadline. Like Major League Baseball trade, line, trade deadline. We are just all over it. You know the NBA, you know NHL. Like you make significant moves then. Like you can get a difference maker. You're not going to get a difference maker at the NFL trade deadline. You're you're just not. I mean, Carolina. I mean, they're a hot mess. So you hear, okay, DJ Moore might be on the move. Mm-hmm. Christian, Christian McCaffrey, but might they're
1: be. but they are hot mess. They are
2: truly a hot no, mess. The, they are. I, I mean, everybody... They're like Houston a couple of years ago. Like, everybody wanted to get out. You're still trying to build chemistry with this team. I think right now you've... I don't want to say you've lucked your way to 5-1 and because I don't think you can fall ass over tea kettle into going 5-1. and one. But you may have caught some breaks. Now you're trying to build chemistry and get comfortable in the system. Work with the guys that you have. I feel like anything that you would do, like the negative would outweigh the positive.
1: I agree. I, I just... I, I don't really see the point right now of this team, this organization trying to execute a trade. I don't. And, and, and you know, unless, unless somebody's like, unless somebody's trying to give away a player, I don't think it makes good business sense right now.
2: No. And, and I mean, you, know, you, you hear. Like, guys you would need. Okay, what? Endomic and Sue. They were in, you know, oh, man, maybe Endomic and Sue would come here for the best. That's picking minute. up a guy. E- exactly. You, there are guys out there that I feel are street-free agents right now, like J.C. Treder. Never, you know, there's talk, you know, the Vikings could have upgraded the center position, but they never return the phone calls depending on who you believe. There are potential guys out there that you could pick up for depth, but I just don't see a difference maker out there right now for the Minnesota Vikings. Like, you've got these... To me, Henry, I think you're more likely to get value out of somebody that's on the roster that you can develop or somebody in the practice squad that you can bring up and give them reps. To me, I feel like that's where you could potentially make a little bit of a move. But, I mean, for a contending team right now, Mm -hmm. I I don't see any glaring weaknesses that you could say, okay, well, such and such a team is going to have a starting cornerback that's a pro bowl that's just going to be available for the taking.
1: And we're talking about trades. We're not talking about just grabbing somebody off the street. Right. For depth purposes. We're talking about trade like I don't I don't think that there's anything out there where I want to take on money and feel like that particular move makes the Minnesota Vikings a favorite to win the Super Bowl.
2: No, it, I don't. Yeah, you're you're bringing somebody in but then at what cost? You know, it's the monetary wise. But then what roster spot are you? And I know this team isn't really deep. I I understand that. I I know that you know, they've got holes. There's no question. But just the very fact that okay, well, you can trade for somebody. Well, great. I mean this this isn't. Mag- but
1: can you really when you got less than a million dollars? Yeah, no. You, you, I mean, <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, there's only so much magic that Rob Brzezinski can can make. Like your your major moves in the NFL, Henry. To me, I feel like they always come in the off season, like around the trade deadline, like or not the trade deadline, the uh, the NFL draft.
1: The like, NFL doesn't really like. You never see trades during the season, and it no. ends up with that person going into being a Super Bowl champion.
2: Yeah, exactly. You don't have that that big-time difference I guess
1: maker. the one exception could be, uh, well, Odell. Beckham <laughs> yeah. Jr., that's the one.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Odell— But though, that's was a rarity. Still, yeah, and even Odell was—he was nice, but I feel like he was still just kind of a bit player. It took him several weeks to even get acclimated. Like, he didn't even start contributing— until later on in the season, and, and that was already like a self made situation for the l a Rams like they went in no draft capital, like they're saying we don't want any part of the draft, mm-hmm. this is all free agents, this is all trade, we want everything now, and I think you're starting to see that yeah they they won the Super Bowl last year, but at what cost like I mean they're struggling this year, and they've given up future draft capital like. I don't feel like it's in the Vikings' best interest to go balls out and try and – I mean, you're not going to get a Christian McCaffrey. Sorry. You're not going to get a DJ Moore, you know, guys like that. Like, and those are just the first two that come to mind, again, because Carolina – You don't even need that to me. No, we, we don't. Like, what would you possibly want at this point? Like, who is out there that you could say, this is the guy I
1: want? A, a, a top-flight cornerback, but I don't think that that's going to be out there for
2: him. No. Yeah, yeah. like those guys are not going to exist. This is not not like going out and trying to get a Justin Verlander at the trade deadline or going out and getting a, you know, I'm blanking because that's the one that I remember that just paid immediate dividends for the Astros. Coming
1: up next, we're going to wrap up the show. It's the Lake Show on CCO. All right, the final segment here on the Lake Show. I want to thank again, University of Minnesota Regent Steve Wickham, for coming on the show tonight. I do, and I know that there are a few people that said, "Man, you you were kind of interrogating them," and I, I don't view that as interrogation at all. I just I was asking questions. I I was asking questions, and the way that I felt like this was playing out was. Leading up to the interview, because everybody was talking about it all day long. And then in the final 30 minutes before the interview that I've prepped for, that I've got questions for, whatever. They're about to put out a statement leading into the interview. So it wasn't like I got a statement or he put out a statement that he gave us this morning and then we at WCCO are sitting on it all day long, and we're not going to read the statement or put a, a, an article up. If you go to our website right now, WCCOradio.com, you can see the full statement, which I read in full. So yeah. I don't want th- – this. there were no gotcha questions. There w- it was just a regular interview. And if people feel a certain way and they feel like I was too dogged with qu- – I thought he did –
2: He was fine. Yeah, he didn't dodge anything. And in today's day and age, you get so many people that will kind of talk around it.
1: Of course, he thought I I was a little
2: (laughs) on him. And I think you know, for people that don't like, I can't read your body language, Henry. Like you're a very intense individual at times, but that. What's talking about Willis? Yeah, that energy goes into the interview, and to me. I think people look at that as like, whoa, you're being aggressive. That's you just channeling that energy into your job. And I mean, I see your body language when you're doing it. So when I see those comments, what you're hearing is not necessarily a reflection of what I'm seeing. And I'm just, you know –
1: you don't, you don't need to apologize for me. No, I'm a passionate I'm, not, no, I'm, I'm, a, not, I'm a passionate person I'm, I'm, about I'm not, all things.
2: I'm not I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing for anything or anybody. Yeah, but
1: even if I was running around this room tearing stuff up, who cares?
2: Well, yeah, Tearing things up might actually be an improvement. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking around, I'm like, damn, what can you tear down? You know? It's the load bearing walls.
1: No, but But this this is we are dealing with a lot of serious issues. Mm-hmm. Right now in our country, and we are all impacted by. Look, when you and when a person's in a leadership posi- uh, position, and they say things that make us all step back and be like, "Whoa, what?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I was offended by that line of questioning. I wasn't the only one. People all over the country are like, what the heck is this guy talking Mm -hmm. about? Yeah. Other people that are regents, they said, we have a problem here. Mm -hmm. The chair, Ken Powell, put out a statement yesterday. The University of Minnesota Public Relations Department sent a statement to me. This right here, this one page, this would not have been sent by the university here in our state if he wasn't coming on my show. Correct, yeah. There were no other statements that the University of Minnesota put out when he did any other media the last few days. None.
2: Except for that one.
1: Except for this one. And why do I think that that's the case? Because the University of Minnesota knew... That I wasn't going to pull any punches here. That I was going to ask tough questions. I am not here to judge his work, his entire life. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of this.
2: But this one one thing yeah. had to be addressed. Yeah, and, and I, I think part of it too, Henry, that you're getting at is that – this information, this statement that was sent specifically for this appearance, it's, it's what they would call a Friday night news dump, right? It was just like try to just slide it to you right before the interview.
1: So, And I said when, I, when we received this right before the show, I'm not altering in yeah. any way my questions. I'm not dumbing it down. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not softening anything. No. I said that and 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 you shouldn't i said that to the newsroom i said that to you
2: yeah i i i do wish that it would have been a little bit sooner because when i was getting in i received it and then i immediately you know
1: and i hadn't seen it yet
2: yeah and i coordinated with you and i was like hey you know you know we got this you know why don't you go ahead and take a look at it and then i ha- i you know got it into your hands and then from there it's it's nice to see the words on the paper. And it was nice to hear the tone because I do feel like he is genuinely remorseful. I do too. For how I do too. this went down. I do too. Yeah. You know, it's the message and the way that it was communicated could have been a whole lot better. But if we can just learn from this and move on, then ultimately you know, let's let's just try and be better from, from here on out. But just, it doesn't make him a bad person. It just, you know, it's somebody that said something in a way that it wasn't clearly laid out, and hopefully we can learn something from it and move on.
1: Tomorrow night, I'll be at Target Center. Wolves taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. We kick off the season. I'll uh, take you up to the pregame with Cal Soderquist, and then after that, we got Timberwolves tonight. Talk to you then, right here on the radio home for Timberwolves basketball, News Talk 830 WCCO.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai
0: Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.